1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Pitside, that's right, Pitside at Phillip Island. It's around 19 of 21 in the MotoGP season. It's at Phillip Island for the first time in 2019. And the world broadcasting, pit reporter, and also commentator is a Kiwi called Simon Crafer. He's one of the good buggers in this world. Also one of the smartest blokes running around. And he joins us right now. Hey,
0: Simon, good morning. Hey, how are you going? How oh, are you going? Thanks for bigging me up there. I don't know if I deserve it, but no, I, I'm trying.
1: No, you deserve it all. Oh, by the way, uh, congratulations <laughs> and thanks for coming back and uh, uh, honouring Hugh Anderson of getting into the MotoGP World Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, um, that was special because he's the first New Zealander to, to, to achieve that, you know, first New Zealanders uh, and in that incredible list of... Uh, legends that literally are uh, multiple world champions, he won four world championships and he's you know, he's getting on and it's so nice to be able to uh, to do that Hugh couldn't travel to Phillip Island for health um, reasons and, and uh, they asked Mike Webb's idea actually the, the Kiwi race director his idea and uh, I jumped on and I thought it was what a
1: top idea, we've got to get him in, and uh, it was a really nice day with his family all involved as well. Simon, let's let's look at uh, this 19th round of the MotoGP season. Essentially, and you might be able to narrow this down, five riders in the hunt for, for the top spot. Does Paco Bagnaya on the Ducati have a better chance because Phillip is such a speed track?
0: Um, yeah, good question. It is really fast here. Yeah? I, I I love it, and many other riders love it because of that two hundred kilometre an hour corners, which we don't get to experience very much on the calendar anymore. You know, the more modern tracks. Anyway, uh, the thing is, it matters when you know you've got a, the best engine. If you have a circuit with low corners leading onto long straights, then you can really use the engine's advantage, are here uh, that's one of the reasons we love it is it level, levels things out because all of the slow corners don't lead on to long straights, so, and the rest are fast, so you don't need to have the fastest engine, yes it helps but it means that I think um, the other manufacturers will have more chance here and traditionally they have so, so it could be a fight between a bunch of different manufacturers rather than be a On Ducati track, the thing is, Ducati have had weaknesses here in the past, like the wind affected them with their aero packages, where and also they don't, they didn't turn as well. But they've fixed all that, and the last two years they've really improved. So they don't have any weaknesses that we know of, and they will be there. But I think the others will be as well. I think a really good chance for Fabio Quattararo because of the things I listed. You know, he's got a slower engine, but he can ride it, and it, it's a rider's track more than anything. Then there's Alessio Bargaro. Uh, the circuit reminds me, you know, it's similar traits of Athens and Silverstone, and he was super strong at those tracks until he hurt himself at Silverstone, but he was the fastest man at Athens, so I expect him to be there as well, and he's got the championship. Uh, you know, fight in his mind. And he even said last night that he's going to throw everything at it.
1: Simon, what sits in the back of my mind are team orders from Ducati overall. You've got Jack Miller, you've got Bastianini, and you've got Bagnia. Bagnia is two points behind Quattaro, 219 versus 217. Do team orders come into play to favour Bagnia, knowing that Bastianini is going to be his teammate next year at the Ducati factory?
0: Yeah, good question. Uh, Ducati and their riders have said so far that their only request to the riders is don't risk Peko, like don't do a, a manoeuvre on them that can take them out. And if you can win, they've said, go for it. You know, we're not going to stop you getting a GP win if you think you can. And uh, that I love that because that history book stuff, it's, it's a real shame to change that. You know, so, but they said if it's for the lower positions, you know, meaning uh, the last spot on the podium, which we saw last race, um, they said, you know, we'd, we'd really appreciate some help. We're not ordering you, through, but we'd appreciate it. And we saw uh, what I believe is doing that he, he was hunting down Pecco, far, came to the back of him, didn't pass him to third at the last race, and uh, I, I totally understand Sarko's thinking because. Uh, he believed he couldn't win it, so it was just for second or third But Also, Ducati rescued his career a couple of years ago, you know. They literally rescued it. it pulled him in. When it all fell apart with KPM and Zarco, then Ducati stepped in and put him in one of their satellite teams and it, you know, moved him up to Pramac which is, like, uh, basically it's equal to factory factory machinery. So um, I think there will be just more of the same. So, for example... Jack, he said last night, if he can win it, he's going for it. He's going for the win. And they're not going to stop him, I believe, doing that. But if it's the further down, they're going to expect some help from him.
1: Is Miller a genuine chance on his home track?
0: Yeah, I think. He's in the group that I think, um, you know, they have extra motivation to to win here. It's just home race. There's nothing better, from my point of view, than seeing a... Local boy wins doesn't matter where we are. But he also has been so on form lately. Like I think he has uh, the form, the ability, the fight, everything's there. You know, so been on the podium before. I really think he has uh, left. There's a lot of things he's got to get through to, you know, get that opportunity. But and there's a lot of guys going are be fighting for it. For example, I'm sure you were going to ask me, but Mark Marquez. Yeah, was left hand track. He wins at left-hand tracks, you know. Um, but he's so good at them. And I think he's at the point where he's good enough physically now to do it. He'll want to. I just wonder about bikes, you know, because the Honda's not good this year. And uh, that might be his main stumbling block as well.
1: Where, where I was going to go with Mark Marquez was quite simply, how good is it to have the eight-time world champion back racing?
0: Oh, oh really? good, Like, oh. Uh, Uh, He's, I mean, he's he's not, I don't miss him um, from the friendly side of the paddock. He's (laughs) completely on a mission, you know, like, but I miss him from what he does. He's amazing, spectacular, like, he pushes the boundaries, you know, and I think still, uh, he, he and Fabio are the standout riders, you know, like, purely looking from riding ability and and they just arms on the best machine so it makes, them, makes the job harder and it's why they get paid so much to ride the machines they do to make them look good, you know but he, I think he's going to be in there from the mix uh, you know, from the, in the mix from the very start one thing to keep an eye out if we get wet track time you know, right up to the race him, Mark Martin, Fabio Quartararo, probably the other one standing up for Alex Rin. Those guys are not on Ducatis. They get quickly to the limit of their bike, really fast, and then the others take a while, but then overtake with more track time. And I think if we have a lot of wet track, they don't, the others don't get much practice. Those three will be fast straight away. Well, well, that,
1: well, that's interesting, though, Simon, because I know Fabio Quattararo, after the Thai Grand Prix, was sort of apologising for his form in the wet. I mean, you're you're telling me he'll be he'll get OK in the wet.
0: No, no what I'm saying is, if, if it's dry, you know, for the race, yep. we've missed a lot of practice because of the wet, um, those guys will be strong straight away. Yep. Cause they ride so well, and to the limit of their bike, and they dry quickly. It's why they're always up there in F1 too. You know? They'll take the others with a better bike to get going a bit more. But uh, he apologised really for uh, not doing his press conference after the race, which is kind of unheard of, you know, <laughs> and looked at many of the journalists as being unprofessional. But the way I look at it, he had an absolute nightmare in Thailand. Uh, he was at the end of his tether. It's not his fault. tyre pressure uh, was wrong. The crew chiefs admitted that but um, front line pressure was wrong, for the ra- and he couldn't stop it, couldn't turn it. It was a nightmare. He's struggling to stay on it, and he was raging at the end of the race. Didn't go to his debrief But the thing is, Fabio has a track record of being such a gent and being really patient with all of us journalists and our stupid questions. So I think. Give him a break. Let him off. And <laughs> I'm sure
1: he'll be back in the top. You know, Simon, it's hard not to go past Bag Nile with momentum, right? He, he's won six races. Quatuaro's won three. Uh, Pecco's on a run. But the, the weird stat that comes out of this season, he's crashed five times.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, nobody's won the championship with five DNFs before, I think. And, and he's really in the hunt, you know? So, almost first equal, and I think it pretty much shows that um, nobody has dominated this year, you know, everybody's had their ups and downs for whatever reason, and it's just one of those years, it also makes, so I think, three guys almost, you know, very close, within 20 points going into the last round, so with three rounds to go, they, they said last night in the press conference that it's kind of like the season starts here, we're all almost on equal points, three races. Showdown, you know, it's oh, quite
1: exciting. It'll be an absolute cracker. Have you bumped into that fellow called Murphy yet?
0: Um, I'm looking forward to. We're meant to catch up today, but I, I haven't
1: seen him yet. Oh, don't worry, he'll turn up. He'll be here. He, is he asking for the VIP treatment?
0: Uh no, because I haven't heard from. him, But <laughs> I reckon he's going to be cold with that lack of hair. He's going to be cold here. It's freezing. <laughs> like,
1: it's real cold, women. Oh, is it, <laughs> hey, have they have they have they drained the parts of the track that were flooded?
0: Yeah, it's all out. Uh, everything's running right now. You can probably hear the Moto3 bikes out there now. Uh, the, the national superbikes are out for that. So it looks like they, overnight they've got together.
1: All right, Simon, it is always a pleasure. Thank you for giving us your time and uh, go well this weekend. We know you always do.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Cheers, Bye mate. That's uh, Simon Craifer, her pit reporter and commentator for MotoGP Worldwide.